Hello, Pastor Jack Horner here to wish you a very happy Star Wars Day. To celebrate this special day, we're taking you back to a conversation that we had last year with self-proclaimed Star Wars nerd Jeff Ream. Pastor Brock and I had so much fun chatting with Jeff about the different life lessons that we can learn from Star Wars. So sit down, grab a glass of blue milk, and settle in for an episode that is out of this galaxy. And oh, may the fourth be with you. Welcome to the hottest podcast around. Good things come in threes with your expert panel of hosts, Pastor Jack Horner, Pastor Liz Fry, and Pastor John Brock. Welcome to the podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. Good things come in threes. Uh, it's very uh, pleased to be with you today. My name is Pastor Jack Corner, and I'm here with my colleague, Pastor John Brock. Hello there. Our, our topic for today is a really kind of an interesting one, and we brought in a special guest. So we're going to be talking about what we, as Christians, can learn from the iconic movie franchise, Star Wars. And today we have a very special guest, a member of our congregation, Jeff Ream. Say hi, Jeff. Hello there. Jeff lives in Mechanicsburg with his wife, Christine, and daughter, Sadie. And they've been attending uh, Trinity actually the same time uh, as me since 2013. Uh, he's a home mortgage consultant for Wells Fargo, and his father-in-law is a retired Lutheran pastor. And he also happens to be a huge Star Wars fans. And uh, we, we, when we were thinking about this topic, uh, we, we said, you know what? Jeff is like the major Star Wars nerd that we have in our congregation. We really need to ask him uh, to be a part of this. Uh, so Star Wars is near and dear to my heart. I will never, ever forget the very first time that I uh, saw it. It was uh, late August 1977. And I saw this movie that just exploded, literally begins with uh, this the explosion of music and and uh, uh, and and the preface that's rolling across the the screen about what it's going to be, and I was just mesmerized by this story, the mythology of it, the battle between good and evil. Um, even as a kid, as as a kid who was twelve years old, I knew that wait, this is a different kind of movie that I had never ever seen before. And uh, just knowing now as an adult, it was a, it was a new way of making movies and the, the use of CGI. Uh, and it also happened for me at a time when I was just beginning to come to faith. Now, I had been baptized in a, in a Lutheran church and our, our family had gone to church, um, but I really hadn't gone to church that much. And uh, as a young teenager, it's when uh, my family started going back to church again. And uh, really this, 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 this uh, really interesting story about about good and evil and the triumph of a type of faith, if you will, uh, really was uh, kind of uh, kind of interesting to me, and um, and it's and it's a very um, in many ways it's a series that is a very spiritual series in a lot of different ways and and a lot of different faiths, uh, whether it's uh, Christianity or uh, Buddhism or others they really get a, a connection to a lot of the stuff that is uh, happening there. So what are some of your f first memories that you have of Star Wars? Jeff, why don't we start with you? Well, I was eight when I first saw it. Um, it was a movie theater that used to stand out there at the uh, 
giant parking lot in Camp Hill that's now OIP and all the, the health offices there. And I was just blown away. Um, I, I was hooked. I was ready to get the action figures when they came out. Yeah. Um, when everything kind of died off in the 80s, my fandom kind of waned. And then in the early 90s, Lucasfilm gave permission to start creating stories of what happened after the movies. And I happened to find one of the books by accident and my fandom just took off to new levels at that point. The, the Amazon bills from ordering books and comics <laughs> for the last however many years is huge, especially since when Disney bought it, they erased everything that wasn't a movie or the couple of cartoons and started over. And now I started refilling the collection again. Wow. That's really, really interesting. And how many times did you watch that first movie? How many times did you see it in the theater before it came out on uh, DVD or, well, I guess VHS? Uh Two or three plus maybe one or two trips to a drive-in. Wow. Because wow. nothing beats space battles like under the starry sky at night. You know, that's really that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. That is a really great point. I don't think I ever saw it in a drive-in, but I did uh, go back uh, eight times uh, to <laughs> just to see it. I think one of those times, I think they re-released it like a year later. Yes. Uh, and I decided to go see it uh, one more one more time in the theater. And of course, I've watched it numerous, numerous times uh, on either tape or uh, oh, well, now it's streaming. Now you can watch it all yeah. the time in a streaming service. Well, and he uh, re-released them in the early or the mid to late 90s for the 20th anniversary. So it'll been 97. He released the original trilogy again to build up interest for what became the prequel. And like the good Star Wars nerd I was, I was lined up at opening night ready to go see it. You know, that is a really good point. So that means I saw it 10 times because I also did see it when they added all that extra CGI stuff. That's yep. that's, that's true. I forgot about that time. Uh, how about you, uh, Pastor Brock? Well, um, so I, un unlike you two gentlemen, I was a freshman in college. And so um, <laughs> we, it was, it was, uh, you know, fall semester of, of our first year at college. And so several of us friends, left campus and and we went down to the local mall uh to where the cineplex was and got uh seats and i think i i i vaguely have a remembrance that there were like five of us guys sitting about four rows from the very front but we were in the center uh so you know when when the uh um uh, oh, oh, the, 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 the cruiser, the battle cruiser comes, you know, and oh, over the head, it really came over our heads or, or it really felt like it. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. you know, be, being a bunch of 18 year old males, uh, we, we all enjoyed it very much. Uh, but um, to the best of my memory, I think at most I might have seen it only one other time in a theater. Uh, of course, when the, dvds came out we have those and i've watched that and and uh, thanks to disney plus uh, like you said uh you know <laughs> yeah you're you're nodding jeff you understand that yes so go. so we can watch it as much uh, i i have to admit i am probably not nearly the star wars fan that either of you are i liked the original trilogy um at the risk of sounding sacrilegious, I have never seen episode three in its entirety. Um, we did see, I'm sorry, Jeff, I'm glad you were sitting down. <laughs> it's one of the best ones. Um, you know, I, we, we, we did go see episode one 
remembering that a new hope is episode four that we saw episode one in the drive-in with our boys when they were little and marianne and i went and saw episode two at some point but by the time three came out we had been so disappointed by one and two that we didn't feel like going to see three whereas let's see one episode seven eight nine marianne and i both went to see probably within uh not opening day but probably within the first couple of weeks of them opening yeah yeah i grabbed my kids uh, out of school uh so that we could get to see the first showing uh because i think it was like a 4 30 or showing oh, sure. or four yeah. o'clock showing yeah. and I, I grabbed them out and then i think for the last i think for the last one uh so that would have been episode three i think it was that one um i got i grabbed krista and it was a midnight showing or 11 oh, o'clock yeah, showing yeah, or some sure. crazy yep. it was some crazy yep. thing and uh, yeah, I, I grabbed her to see all that. Yeah, I'm, I am a, I am a Star Wars. I don't know if I'm a Star Wars nerd. I am certainly uh, uh, a store, a big Star Wars uh, fan, uh, especially for the uh, for the movies themselves. Well, episode nine, I had shattered my wrist the night before, and I had a ticket for noon showing on opening day. It was the first ticket you could get around here, and I couldn't drive. <laughs> and my mother, who was caretaking me while Christine was at work, wouldn't take me to see for my noon all i was going to do is sit there and watch it because that's all i could do at home with that yeah, sure. else. so i i eventually did see it the day after but i will still harass my mother who listens to the podcast so she'll hear this <laughs> to no end um that she denied me my chance to see episode nine on opening day <laughs> wow wow that's that's just terrible that's that's really really terrible and she um, still owes me ten dollars Okay, I'm sorry. I'm well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry well, you, to hear that. You got you got a ticket for only ten dollars. I'm impressed. Uh, yeah. Christine took me the next night. And I got to tell you, on pain medicine, jumps to light speed were cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So we're going to be talking about what we as Christians can learn from Star Wars. So here's the first one that I that I had written down, and that is sin and evil is real. Sin and evil is real. And you can definitely see that almost in the very beginning of, of Star Wars when uh, all these guys in, 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 in white hats are fighting these, these strange uh, stormtroopers that come through, uh, bursting through. And then you see the figure uh, all, in, all in black with, with a helmet that strangely looks like uh, the, the, the German helmet from World War II, uh, just larger. And you see this, the dark side of the force and everything that it, that it, that it means, uh, doubt, greed, anger, and all of those things. So that was the first one that I thought. So I'd love to hear your, uh, your reflections on that as well. Yeah, it's visually, they did, and all the movies, they did a very good job of making the evil look evil with color schemes and costuming and things like that. And as I got older and you understood a lot of the dialogue a lot better, um, it came through even more clear as to understanding good versus evil. And they, they, if there's one thing they did well, cause everybody likes to pick apart all the movies for everything. They truly made you understand good and evil throughout the entire mm-hmm. saga. Yeah. There's, they're definitely good guys and there are bad guys. But you do see that that um, you, you do see that interaction between good and evil, and and how um, 
how difficult it is sometimes to maintain that to maintain that balance, right? Yeah. So we we see uh, characters that are kind of playing or on the edge of the dark side of the force, if you will. So in the movies, uh, just so that people know, that's how that's there's there's the the force is this overwhelming force that connects the universe. And there's this, then for the most part, it's a positive force. It holds the universe together, uh, even down to the molecular level. Um, and just, uh, it is, it is peaceful. It is about love. It is about self-sacrifice. Uh, but there's this other side of the coin. There's a dualism that's, that's going on and there's a dark side of the force. And as I said before, the dark side of the force, there's uh, greed is involved and, and uh, what can happen when anger takes over one's life and even just the doubts that, that, that you have and, and how others can play on those doubts and questions that you might have about the faith. And certainly that's what we see uh, happening with the, the evil characters, the dark side of the force characters, right? They want to, they want to play off of, the uh, vulnerability that that they see in other people and par- and try to influence them to the dark side uh, to the dark side of the force, and one of the things that we see with that in in especially those other uh, sequel the sequels the one two and three uh, sequels that actually take place you know those are written after um, four five and six so if 1977 was uh, episode four. And then I don't even know when episode one uh, happened, but it was 99. Yeah. In, in 90, in 99. And there we get to see that, that even the best can fail and fall from grace, so to speak. And of course we're talking about Anakin uh, Skywalker who ends up becoming then uh, Darth Vader by uh, episode, by episode three. And of course he's the one that we see in episode four that it was so, uh, uh, so, so, uh, so powerful, such a powerful um, performance. Ver- um, what do we think of a verbal performance? Is that right? That's not the right word for that. What is it? What well, everything. For? I mean, the, the, the fact that they had him so much taller than everybody else, yeah. um, the deep booming voice, the breathing, he just looked terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And he was part, part machine at that point from all of the fights and everything that he had been through. Uh, right. I mean, he didn't, his legs were not his own legs, his arms and hands were not his own arms and hands. He, he, uh, he had to, the only way he could live and breathe was through that um, uh, filtration device. Yeah. Yeah, Mechanical suit filtration device. And so it had that iconic, you know, anyway, you, you were practicing that. I I have been practicing that. Yes. (laughs) Uh, for those of that you can't see, I, I've also been practicing with uh, some of the uh, uh, toys that I gave my kids when I was growing up. Those were not mine, but I, I kept them because they were my favorite toys to play with my kids on. And I have a, I have a, actually Darth Vader's uh, Tie Fighter as well as an X-wing, and so that's kind of yeah. fun. But yes, yes, I, I, I was practicing that. Still your best fun. children's message. Yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you well but but you know jack i to me uh while while yes i think anakin skywalker's transformation into darth vader is is uh a, a, a good metaphor or a good visual for most of us to me the one that i really identify more so out of all nine of the movies i i really love the way that luke struggles in episode six mm-hmm. because that 
I to me because he he doesn't give in yet we know what a what a good guy he is we've seen this for for two movies even after the the devastation that happens to him at the end of episode one two three five um Mm -hmm. where you know where his hand is cut off and and it's revealed that vader is his father um that that i i i look at that from the standpoint that that those of us who who strive to live our lives as christians as believers um so often you know, we, we get so down on ourselves when we when we do stumble, when we do fail, when we are tempted. Yet, um, you know, th- those things happen to Luke, and 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 just because you know, I'm I, I'm I'm not speaking linearly because my my thoughts are twelve steps ahead. But I've run into people who say, "Oh, I've done such an awful thing. I know God can't forgive me, but I want to try to be an example for my children so they don't end up going to hell the way that I am." And and I try to explain to them you know in 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 ways that we can understand and and i think the example of luke is one of those ways that we can be tempted we can even fail but god loves us enough to pick us back up again mm-hmm. and put us back on the path now i don't necessarily know that that's that's where spielberg was going with with the story of luke. lucas uh, lucas i'm sorry thank you uh where where lucas was going with that but um uh, you know, t- to me, that that's what I see when I see the story of Luke in those yeah. original three episodes. That's that's a great point, John. It really leads us right into our, our into our next point of what we can learn is, and that is to surround yourself with believers and doers. Yeah. And we see this this mentorship that's a big big part of this uh, Star Wars franchise of people taking care of people and, and the friendships. I mean, the friendships are really special uh, that you see there uh, throughout that movie. Jeff, why don't you share with us what some, what are some of those friendships that you see uh, that really are, are a part of it? Well, you, you have in the, the prequels, you have uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan, um, a very big uh, mentorship slash friendship. Um, as you get into the original trilogy, you have uh, a little bit with Obi-Wan and Luke and then later uh, Yoda with Luke. Mm-hmm. You also have one with Han, Luke and Leia with the, the three of them uh, all feeding off each other and going into good. And then, of course, when you get into the last set of movies, you have Luke guiding Ray. You have, of course, Leia still being Leia, even Han trying to be a scoundrel, but still end up doing good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finn and Poe, that that whole little grouping there. So right. you, you throughout the, the the each trilogy has like this grouping of three that, um, which is relevant to the podcast. You have this, <laughs> and, and and of course, you know, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You you have this grouping of three that are always believers and doers trying to make good things happen. Yeah, yeah, and it's that interaction between them that really creates the I think the energy of the movies and the and the specialness of the character development. I think it's really kind of neat the way, I mean, they really did a fantastic job, I think, conveying the care and the love that they have with each other. Even if, even if, you know, they had to develop some of that, obviously, but by the time you got further into the movie series where those characters were together, you really got that, you really got that sense uh, with that. And, uh, and they were all fighting, they were all fighting and and a part of, which is here, number three, where we are a part of something bigger. Yep. Uh, the force is this, um, this, well, the force is this force that, that leads us to goodness, to righteousness. Uh, and we see that, um, 
you know, these, this, this rebel faction that is trying to overturn um, uh, the evil of the empire. Um, it's they, the people are working together because they know that this, this force is, is meaning to bring people together, not to tear people apart or not to subjugate uh, certain kinds of people. Uh, and you see that in, in the other movies, whether it's, uh, with the empire or whether it's, it's with the uh, first order uh, that comes uh, in the later, in those later episodes. Um, and, and these, these causes, this cause of, of the rebellion, if you will, uh, righteous causes, uh, righteous causes are worth dying for. Rebellions and, are built on hope. And you, the rebellions yeah. are built on hope. And you see a lot of, of those, of those sorts of interactions uh, of people giving their lives um, for that cause. And of course, in, in the original episode in 1977, um, it was Obi-Wan uh, who, you know, gives himself over so that he knows that he can carry on uh, the fight as this almost, I don't want to say spirit, but, you know, uh, this, this, he can, he can continue to mentor Luke um, in spirit, if you will. Uh, if if he uh, allows uh, them uh, to get away uh, from the Death Star, and of course you see a tremendous sacrifice from the the people of Alderaan, one one of uh, the uh, one of a planet that's actually blown right. up by this uh, Death Star, this big mechanical flying space station, uh, and uh, you know they they also sacrifice themselves. Uh, for Rogue the One, the whole team on Scarif doesn't make it out, but they get the Death Star plans out. Right, which right. ends up yep. leading to literally the beginning of episode four, as we know it. Star, everybody just calls it Star Wars, yeah. the original movie. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And I got to tell you, when I saw the ending of Rogue One, I mean, I had, <laughs> I had goosebumps, absolute goosebumps, because of course I had seen it nine times. <laughs> so I knew, I knew how, I knew how the story began. And here I am watching this thing, which is literally like five minutes before, <laughs> you know, I had to wait, I had to wait how many years for 40? No, gosh, 50 years. I know almost 50 years, 45 years. I had to wait 45 years to get the, to get the five minutes before uh, the, the beginning of this so, whole Star Wars did, thing. Did you go home and then watch A New Hope again? Oh my Funny gosh. story. Funny story, Christine and I saw it for the second time at the theater, and she's no Star Wars, but not on my level. And she said, so how long is it then till four starts after that? And I said, well, let's go home, uh, change clothes, throw the DVD in, and we're right about there. Yeah, 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 that was that was absolutely amazing. I mean, that, that was just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So another uh, thing that we can learn. So we said, uh, sin and evil is real. Surround yourself with believers and doers. We are a part of something bigger. And then the fourth thing is, it's never too late for redemption. Yeah. And when we talk about redemption in the Bible, it's it's the idea that, um, well, it all goes back to uh, the slave days in Roman times where you could purchase you either you could purchase your own uh slavery and you could free yourself through hard work or someone else could pay for you to become free or your uh, master if you will could decide to let you let you go free as well and that would they would redeem you 
Okay. They would redeem you. And now you would be a free person. So it's all about uh, um, being a slave to something and then being freed. So we use language like we are slaves to sin or we're captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. And then we are, we are offered redemption by Christ who dies the ultimate sacrifice uh, on the cross and, and, and literally dies for us to redeem us, to set us free from sin and death and evil. Uh, and it's, we, we learn in these Star Wars episodes, it's, it's never too late for that. It's never too late for that. And we see a number of characters um, that, that have this, uh, uh, this thing that happens to them where they're able to make a change and they're able to become different people. Uh, let, let's talk about some of those, uh, Jeff. Let's well, obviously the, the big one would be the big one would be Darth Vader and Darth Return Vader. of the Jedi when mm -hmm. at the last moment he turns on the Emperor and uh, throws him down the shaft, saving Luke's life, which then um, you know leads to the destruction of the second Death Star. And you know, Luke kept saying, There is still good in him, I feel it, yeah. and mm -hmm. th mm -hmm. there it was, you know. he turned and saved his son and you know took out the guy who corrupted him and made him into Darth Vader yeah I mean, um, really really two move two movies full of there's still good in him there's still good at him yeah even when some of his friends are going uh yeah bad idea <laughs> this is just a really really bad idea there is he, no even Yoda didn't want him to go and face him he's you're not That's ready right. yet but uh, yeah. Luke had that belief and then you know, in the, the, the sequel trilogy with Kylo Ren, or as he's also known as Ben Solo, Darth Vader's grandson, also at the last moment turned yeah. uh, back to the light side of the force, so to speak, and helped save Rey and defeat the reborn emperor. So, yeah, um, obviously it runs in the family bloodlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, now here, though, I, I have to approach sacrilege and again, and I apologize, but do, because I am not as familiar with the original three. Uh, not the original three, excuse me, the, the prequels, episode one, two, and three. Is there a character in that arc that do, that has that kind of a redemption? No, because that is the fall of Anakin. That's all, okay, that's all about Darth Vader. Yeah. It's the okay. whole build up to him becoming Darth Vader and the Empire taking over. So there might be a couple of smaller ones here or there along the way, but nothing on that scale. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, 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 it's interesting to me because we do see that not only in, in the, the big nine episodes, but, but I'm also thinking like, you know, the standalone movies, like the Han Solo movie, where we do see a bit of that within the character of Solo himself, because, you know, at, at the end of the movie where he ends up giving the, what were the, I don't power supplies to mm -hmm. the, to those uh, right, right, rebels. Right. Yeah, uh, right. that's right. Yeah. That's right. Han does it several times within the movies. I mean, if you look at the original movie, he just wanted to fly Obi Wan and Luke to Alderaan. Yeah, he didn't want to get involved. Then yep. when they got to the moon, he just wanted his reward and let, wanted to leave. But yet he came back to save Luke. And then again, you know, in Episode Seven, he was a scoundrel out being a smuggler again, and then came back to get involved and ended up, you know, dying there on the First Order's base. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of re redemption for a lot of characters. So Darth Vader, Kylo Ren, and a couple, a couple others that I was thinking of was uh, Lando Carizian, who was kind of um, mm -hmm. 
you know, just looking out for himself and decides to also help with the rebellion. Uh, he was uh, someone that was uh, known to Han Solo as a, f- a friend, kind of, kind <laughs> friend, kind a kind of of uh, Han Solo, and in the Empire Strikes Back, uh, you know, kind of turns them into uh, Darth Vader and to the Force, and then decides to or the uh, to the Empire, and then decides to fight. Um, and uh, try to get try to get him released uh, as well, and we see that go into that uh, in, into that next uh, uh, the, yeah the, into the next movie then uh, yeah. where he's able to do that, and of course Jen Urso same thing where she's kind of just looking out for herself and gets gets involved in this this rebellion. And uh, uh, that's the that's the, the main character from Rogue One, uh, who was excellent, by the way. I thought she did a fantastic <laughs> yeah. job. She was just really, really super. Uh, just real happy with the series, the, with the movie series. They just did a really, really, really great job with it. Uh, and you know, you kind of hinted at this, Jeff, at the beginning of of uh, what this whole series is about. And this is a theme that is uh, surrounds. All of the Star Wars movies, uh, if you were going to pick one thing that just really shows what the whole series is about, and that is our fifth uh, thing that we can learn, and that is hope is eternal. Hope is eternal. Amen. Uh, and even even the, the uh, first, the very first Star Wars movie uh, was Star Wars, A New Hope, right? And so it really sets the stage for these 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 stories of hope and and the characters that are that are a part of them um this uh release uh that we have and freedom from tyranny uh which is such a big important part of it uh there's always a chance and in that way i think the the star wars almost goes back to you know like when you're watching you know something about the revolutionary war in america you know this ragtag you know people that are that are trying to do something different and and uh, trying to promote uh, uh, freedom and uh, live live free and not liking you know taxation without representation and all the other kinds of things that went with that so it's just kind of a neat uh, you know it's a it's a it's a theme that i think uh, many viewers probably recognize as as, yeah. as well Lucas kind of, and even in the, the sequel trilogy, Lucas kind of beat you over the head with it, with hope. You know, it, Luke was our only hope, but yet then that one scene in Empire Strikes Back where Yoda says, yes, there is another. Well, you had to wait till 1983 for Return of the Jedi to find out that, oh, hey, Leia's a sister. Yeah. Um, then you go back to the prequel trilogy and Anakin was the hope because he was the the chosen one that they all thought was following right, a prophecy. Right, right. Um, and then... And we saw how that turned out, but then you get into uh, the pre- the sequel trilogy, and then Ray is the new hope. She is the mm. one that's going to bring back balance to the Force, and um, you know, even like Jyn Erso said in Rogue One, rebellions are built on hope. It's it's all over the place in this yeah. in the series. You can't you can't escape it, and that's not a bad thing. It's yeah. not a bad thing at all. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of movies where you don't <laughs> things don't feel too hope filled. And uh, there's, you know, some things in life that, that don't feel too hope-filled. And so I think that, that idea of focusing in on that and kind of the escapism of the whole genre of, uh, of, of Star Wars. Uh, for those of you that didn't know, Star Wars actually takes place. Obviously, it's taking place in some other world and some other solar system. Well, solar systems, quite a yeah. number of solar systems. They're able to travel 
um, somehow faster uh, to be able to get, you know, they don't, they don't seem to have to, uh, you know, get the pile into the car and be gone for, you know, 23 hours. Like if you want to drive to Florida, you know, somehow they're able <laughs> to get there uh, a lot, uh, a lot, a lot quicker. Um, but it's, it, it's, I don't know. It's just, it just really speaks to, it just really speaks to this, uh, to a generation that, that is, was, was looking for something better. So uh, anyway, so thank you so much for listening to our, uh, to our podcast. And we want to remind you uh, that uh, for you to be the church, uh, remember that Jesus is Lord and to share the good news. So thank you. uh, Thank you very much for joining us. And we hope you join us again next time when uh, the three uh, pastors will be getting together and talking about, well, who knows what we're going to be talking about, but we're going to come up with something really cool about that. So now I hope uh, that you seek the good. Be the good. Share the good. Because good things, good things come, come in, in threes. Pastor Brock, would you send us out with a blessing? Absolutely. Almighty God, we thank you that you continue to speak to us in our lives uh, in, in this day and, and always. You speak to us, Lord, through not only through your scripture and, and through the through as we're gathered together in worship, Lord, but you also speak to us through means around us, through each other, and through wonderful ways like movies. Whether or not those movies were ever intended to be you speaking to us, Lord, we can we can hear your word through them. So help us, Lord. Help us to hear with our hearts and our and our faith as well as our ears, and that you would continue to guide us so that we might all always strive to be the good in this world that you call us to be as we pray this in your holy and gracious name amen and amen okay everybody may the force be with you and also take care take care god bless yeah bye